Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of our European Hoops podcast. We are a sport users presentation and my name is Andrea and I am here today to recap the action of the doubleheader week of the EuroLeague that just took place. We will be talking about all the 18 games of the round 24 and the 25 of the EuroLeague. So with so much to recap, let's waste no time and the format that we will be doing that on today's episode we will be take we will be looking at the standings from bottom to top and we will go over how each of the teams perform and also how they are doing in the EuroLeague standings so far this means that we start with Aswell they currently rank in 18th place they have a 5 wins and 20 losses record they have a home record of 2 wins and 11 losses and a road record of 3 wins and 9 losses they rank in 16 their offensive rating and 17 and their defensive rating their performance does match indeed they are ranking on the, the standings of the EuroLeague so far they rank dead last in 3 point shooting percentage as well and uh, those were some of the struggles that this asphalt team had on this double header week they started by losing at home against Fenerbahce 73 to 83 the game MVP was Jonathan Motley with 24 points, 3 rebounds and 8 drawn falls. He was an unstoppable force on this game and he ended the game shooting 8 out of 12 from the 2-point range and going 8 out of 9 from the free throw line shooting and scoring more than half of the team's free throws on this game. Aswell was able to out-rebound Fenerbahce on this matchup and even to end the game with one less turnover than the Turkish team but it came down to execution and efficiency and especially in the efficiency part and on that front, the advantage was clearly for Fenerbahce. From inside the arc, Fenerbahce showed 54.3% against 43.5 from Aswell. From behind the arc, 43.5 against 23.5. And from the free throw line, 88.2 against 80.8. And this just wasn't enough. And the Aswell team is just not able to be consistent enough offensively to be able to win these matchups or to compete for victories on these uh, matchups. Mike Scott and Paris Lee performed at a good level for the home team with uh, 26 points and 7 rebounds for the forward and 18-2-4 and four and uh, 2 steals for the guard and Paris Lee continues to play as one of the best players if not the best player for this Asphalt team so far. For Fenerbahce, besides the game MVP, we had Scotty Wibelkin that uh, was the second highest scorer for the, this Fenerbahce team with 17 points, while Noah gave uh, good indications on this game. He ended the game with 11 points, 7 rebounds and 2 blocks. On the second game of this double header week, they had a road loss to Real Madrid and Asphalt team is an, has been having some close games against the leaders of the standings, but on this one, they weren't as competitive as they were on the first time that these two teams met. Real kept building their leads during the first three quarters of the game and they were leading by 12 heading into the fourth. Aswell had a 29 points fourth quarter and was able to reduce the disadvantage to seven points, but it wasn't enough or a surprise against the, the leaders of the standings. The game MVP was Yabosele. He ended the game with 26 points, 3 rebounds and 2 steals in a game where Real shot 40% from behind the arc and ended the game with only 6 turnovers. 
for Asvel on this matchup, the same duo showed up as the same two players that we just mentioned as being the top performance on the first game of this doubleheader. Scott and Lee combined for 41 of the team's 79 points, while for Real Madrid, besides the game MVP, the contributors were spread across the board. This was a team effort for the, the leaders of the EuroLeague so far, and we know how deep they are and how good this Real Madrid team is. So with Aswell on the books, let's look into the team that ranks in 17, that is Alba. They have a 5-20 and 20 record. They have 4 wins and 9 losses at home and 1 win and 11 losses on the road. They are last in the offensive ranking and uh, fourth, they have the 4th worst offensive rating of the competition, allowing the most rebounds to their opponents between all the teams that play in the EuroLeague. Alba plays at the fourth highest pace of the competition and with that being part of their game style and their game plan and while they might lack the depth of talent to be doing more and to be more competitive their youth and this game style allows them to in a good shooting night try to compete against any opponent and try to outscore any opponent and that seems to be the, the approach that Alba has for these games and it's an appealing approach for their fans and and while Alba is not able to compete for planes, and that is an unrealistic expectation for this uh, Germanic team, they are a team that can be enticing to watch at times when they have good games, and that's due to their game style and uh, this high pace that they approach the game with. On this doubleheader week, Alba suffered two blowout losses. 101 to 87 in Greece against Olympiacos and allowing 101 points to the team that has the fifth fewest points per game of the whole competition will always make uh, competing challenging and that was the case on this night for Album. Alba with a 31 point second quarter went into halftime with a 3 point lead but Olympiacos just put the game away with a 33 to 13 third quarter Isaiah Cannon with 31 points 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals was the game MVP and he had an impressive shooting performance he went 9 out of 14 from behind the arc on this game and Moses Wright gave good indications being the team's second highest scorer with 15 points and adding 4 rebounds to a his two steals and four blocks to his personal account and uh, he gave some good indications for a Olympiacos team that does need uh, to replace some production to center position at home and on the second hand of this doubleheader week Alba wasn't able to find ways to score against Valencia that uh, kept them to only 66 points while scoring 81 points to conquer this 15 point victory Semi Ojale was the game MVP with 18 points, 7 rebounds and 1 steal, while Chris Jones ended the game with 14 points, 8 assists and once again Chris Jones is a crucial piece for this uh, Valencia team that just plays hard and just tries to impose themselves into, into these games by being feisty and fighting for each ball that uh, are being disputed on any of their matchups and they play a very intense style of basketball for the home team and for Alba. On the, the, their top performer was one of the rising stars of the EuroLeague. Matteo Spagnolo was the top performer with 10 points, 10, 3 rebounds and 5 assists, but that wasn't enough to Alba during this loss. 
let's continue to move up on the standings. And the next team we will be looking at is FS. They currently rank in 15th place with a record of 10 wins and 15 losses. And they are on a four-way tie for 12th. FS at home has a positive record of 8 wins and 4 losses, while on the road they are 2 and 11. They are 3 wins behind the playing spots at the moment, and that will be a tough ladder for them to be able to climb. They have the 7th offensive rating of the competition, but they have the worst defensive rating of the whole competition, and that has been their struggles to be able to be consistent enough uh, on that end of the floor to be able to challenge their opponents and to consistently be able to achieve wins in this edition of the EuroLeague. They have the second least turnovers per possession, but the struggles to contain their opponents has been keeping this uh, very talented FS roster to perform at the level of their depth of talent and to perform at a higher level during this EuroLeague season. The double header week started with a blowout defeat in Kaunas, 96-70, and that marked the last game of Coach Ken ahead of the Turkish team. 34-14 was the score after the first quarter, with uh, Jalgiris showing sense of urgency and coming into this game well-prepared, sharing the ball and uh, outworking efforts and being able to conquer this very important victory. Jalgiris shot 57.8 from 2 against a terrible 37.5 from Efes. They out-rebounded Efes 42-26. And uh, more importantly, they ended the game with 27 assists and only 8 turnovers against 13 and 13 from Efes. This was a dominant team win for coach Trincieri's team that uh, had on Birutis their top performer with the Lithuanian center ending the game with 18 points, 8 rebounds and 1 block shot. Efes was able to bounce back at home. They won their game against Milano 79-73. to and uh, with this victory, they were able to keep holding into the hope of still being in the fight to climb into the plains. It won't be an easy climb for them, for sure. Larkin was the game MVP with 19 points, 3 rebounds and 6 assists, while Plyce ended the game with 17 points and 6 rebounds. For Milano, the trio of Magruder, Shields and Voigtman combined for 49 of the team's 79 points, but this Milano team still is struggling to find the rhythm and be able to play up to their level of talent. We know that they just had some players returning from injury and I do expect to see some improvements on that area and this Milano team to, at the very least, be a competitive team moving forward and uh, maybe more than that and having some aspirations in the postseason. If they are able to get there, they are tied with FS and it won't be an easy climb for either of these teams. In 50th place of the standings, we have Bayern with a record of 10 wins and 15 losses. They are 7-5 and five at home, 3-10 and 10 on the road. They have the 5th worst offensive rating of the competition, the 8th best defensive rating, and uh, the best rebounding team. They are the best rebounding team of the, the whole competition. The offensive consistency is the obstacle for this team and uh, for the team from Munich to make a, bi a bigger claim as being on the playing mix and to be able to affirm themselves as a team that belongs in the top 10 of the EuroLeague. Bayern had a competitive double header week. They started with an overtime win at home over Basconia with an impressive final score of 112 to 109 in a game where Cody Miller McIntyre with a three pointer with three seconds left in regulation was 
able to send the game into overtime and uh, what a season that Cody is having he has been one of the pleasant surprises of the EuroLeague so far and he has been playing at a very high level the game MVP was Serge Ibaka with 21 points, 7 rebounds and 2 block shots with Marcus Howard with 27 points, shooting 7 out of 12 from behind the arc and Cody Miller-McIntyre with 20 points and 15 assists were the top performance for the visitors on this game. On the a doubleheader week played at home with both games being played at home for Bayern. They aspire to keep their playing aspirations alive and after a hard-fought battle against Basconia, they weren't able to against a well-oiled defensive machine that Olympiacos is and probably a slightly more rested team despite having to travel for the for this the second hand of the doubleheader week. They weren't able to find their offensive rhythm at home. Bayern wasn't. And they end up losing this game 72-76. to Olympiakos' discipline on both ends of the court were key for this win. With the Greeks ending the game with only 5 turnovers. And uh, behind a great uh, Thomas Walcott performance. He was the game MVP. He ended the game with 16 points, 8 assists and 1 steal. And uh, he was one of the key cokes for Olympiakos to be able to conquer this uh, important road victory while for Bayern Ibaka had 18 points 8 rebounds and 2 blocks but that wasn't enough for the home team to end this doubleheader week with a perfect uh, record of 2 wins. Jalgiris is 14 in the standings and this uh, home doubleheader week was close to perfect as we could expect to see from them. I have been calling it and asking for it here in the, the podcast and a surge at home was needed for Jalgiris and Jalgiris had a negative home uh, home court record heading into this uh, round and after going 2-0 this week they are now at 6-6 six six at home with uh, them being part of the five teams tie for 12th place the 10 wins and 15 losses record we already dived into their 26-point victory over Ephes, so let's look at how did they performed on the second hand of this double header week. And uh, if a 26-point win over Ephes was impressive, a 12-point win over Paratinaikos that has been performing as one of the best teams in the EuroLeague also qualifies in the impressive department. Jalgiris has now the sixth worst defensive rating of the competition, but uh, not on this game for sure. On this game, they allowed only 66 points from the Greeks and they achieved that by once again taking extremely good care of the ball, ending the game with only nine turnovers. Jalgiri's defensive performance on the second and fourth quarters were key for uh, them. They allowed Paratinaikos only 25 combined points on those quarters in a game where and Heavens was the game MVP with 24 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists and 5 steals and with Jalgiris feasting out of a turnover point in this game where they outscored Paratinaikos 19-4. Let's continue to climb the standings and the next team on the docket is Milano. They have a 10 and 15 record. They have a 5 and 8 and 5 record at home and a 2 and 10 record on the road. They are the fourth worst offensive rating of the competition and the fourth best defensive rating. We know that Milano likes to play a slow-paced game 
having the second slowest pace of the the whole competition but uh, the biggest question with this Milano team is if they will be able to start exploring the strengths of this roster and uh, will they be able to go on a run before it's too late we already broke down their road defeat on the second half of this double header week so let's look into their game on the first half and it wasn't a particularly good one a 79 to 62 road loss against Paratinaikos with the Italian team scoring 16 12 and 13 points during the first three quarters of the game and uh, that they were just totally outmatched by the, the home team on this matchup and especially on the early stages of this game the game MVP was Matthias Lasorte with 12.7 rebounds one assist two steals and two blocks but Paratinaikos had contributions across the board on a game while Milano simply couldn't get going ending up the game shooting 48.7% from two and 19% in 21 attempts from behind the arc and that was a truly poor performance by Milano on this game on 12th place understandings, as we keep climbing it, we have the last team of this 5-way tie for 12th. It's Red Star. They also have this 10 wins and 15 losses record. They have a 7-5 and home record and a 3-10 and road split. With them being 3 wins behind the planes, it makes it hard. And it's a hard task for all these teams. But uh, for a Red Star team that struggles to find consistency, it will be hard for them to climb all the way there, despite being just in 12th place but uh, know that uh, the teams that are part of this uh, five-way tie are talent teams that uh, will give their best to be able to achieve that once the regular season is done we know that uh, for Red Star their shooting consistency has been one of their biggest challenges during this season and you will see a perfect example on, of that as we break down their two games throughout this uh, double hair week they are currently in the middle of the pack in ninth place in offensive rating and they rank 10th in the defensive rating. And uh, on this double hair week, they ended with one win and one loss. Red Star had two home games against two Spanish teams. They started the best way possible with an 82-64 win over Valencia, with Nemanja Nenovic being crucial for the Serbian team, being the game MVP. And uh, in only 18 minutes, he scored 27 points. On this game, Red Star shot 11 out of 26 from behind the arc, and the 42.3 shooting percentage was certainly important for them to secure this impressive victory. Fast forward to their game against Barcelona and Red Star went 6 out of 27 from behind the arc against the 9 out of 22 from Barcelona culminating in the, the road team being able to conquer this win by 76 to 85. Barcelona had the upper hand at halftime leading by 13 points and despite the second half reaction by Red Star, they were able to keep control of the, the game and uh, behind the Brijuela MVP performance conquered this win. Brijuela ended the game with 20 points, 2 rebounds and 3 assists in just under 18 minutes and Vesely added to it and he continues to have an impressive campaign during this edition of the EuroLeague. He ended the game with 16 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist and 1 steal. With this game on the books, let's look into the 11th place, that's Partizan, and we stay in Serbia and uh, look to the, this team that is ranking in 11th place in the standings. They are two wins above the five-team tie for 12th place and one win behind the playing spots. If 
you have been tuning in for the, our episodes since the start of the season, you know that I have high expectations for the Partizan team, but finding consistency has been a challenge for them. Their home and road splits tell part of the story with uh, the team having a 9-2 and two, um, record at home and a 3-11 record on the road. Another clear indication of where they can look for their consistency are their performance indicators, with Partizan having the third best offensive of the competition, ranking third in offensive rating, but in reverse they have the third worst defense of the competition and they rank third in the as the third worst defensive rating overall. On this uh, doubleheader week, two tough road games were waiting for Partizan and uh, both had similar outcomes with two defeats. First in Monaco, where the home team won 85-70, to with Mike James being crowned as the game MVP with 19 points, 5 rebounds and 7 assists. Monaco had only 6 turnovers against 16 from Partizan, and this was certainly not worthy and one of the contributor factors for Monaco to be able to conquer this important win. In Bologna, for the second half of this doubleheader week, this was... A very important game for both of these teams with Virtus being in a rough streak and Partizan not wanting to fall behind the playing battle and Virtus was able to conquer this win on a game with a, a very curious box score. After the first quarter, everything was tied at 19. Virtus was able to win the second quarter 16-12 to 12, and that was the advantage that they were able to take to the end of the game. And since that moment, the team tied the third quarter 27 and the fourth quarter 26 on an offensive-minded second half of basketball. Lundberg was the game MVP with both him and Bellinelli ending the game with 20 points each for Partizan Panther with 22 and Nanoli with 18 were, weren't enough leaving Partizan on this 11th place in the standings one win behind the, the playing positions and this takes us to the top 10 and we start with the three-way tie for 10th to 8th with uh, we looking first at Maccabi that currently ranks in 10th place with 13 wins and 12 losses the team from Israel has the fourth worst defensive rating and the seventh best offensive rating. Maccabi is a team that uh, plays at the highest pace within all the competition, being very hard to contain. This uh, has been an uh, unusual season for Maccabi, which issues both on and off the court, leading to some inconsistency, and that made them fall into this battle to the play-ins and in, into this 10th place. This would always be a tough doubleheader week with two tough road games in Spain against Real and Basconia. The game against Real was a high-scoring affair that ended with a home win, 106-101. to Real came into this game with a dominant first quarter, outscoring Maccabi 29-18. From that moment forward, it was Maccabi's... They had the upper hand for the rest of the game, but it wasn't enough to come all the way back and upset the leaders of the standings. In a game where Wade Baldwin scored 28 points, 
the top performer for the visitors was Bonzi Colson with 25 points, 6 rebounds, 3 steals. But the game MVP was Poirier that ended the game with a double-double of 16 points and 10 rebounds, stepping up once again in the absence of Walter Tavares. In Vitória, Maccabi added another loss, the, this time around 92-82, to 82, and it was another big man receiving MVP honors on this game. This time was Kotsar that ended the game with uh, only one rebound short from a double-double. He had 10 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists and 3 blocks. Marcus Howard was the top scorer of the game with 26 points, beating Wade Baldwin that scored 25 with this, we reach half of the standings and have only two games left to recap the matchups between Barcelona and Virtus and the game between Monaco and Fenerbahce. In ninth place in the standings, we have Basconia. The Spanish team has been very consistent since coach Ivanovic took over and their home and road splits show exactly that. They are 7-6 and six at home and 6-6 six and six on the road. They are one of the most consistent teams in the, the competition. Playing at the second highest pace of the whole competition, Basconia ranks 12 in offensive rating and in 7 in defensive rating. And is their defensive consistency associated with the firepower of a player like Marcus Howard and the revelation of a player like Cody Miller-McIntyre and what a player like Chima Moneke brings to the table with his energy and several consistent players that they have throughout their roster is what brings this consistency. Players playing their role as at the elite level is what allows this Pascaline team to be a very competitive team. They ended this doubleheader week with one win and one loss, bouncing back from the overtime loss in Munich in the best possible way with a 92-82 to win over Maccabi, a team that is competing directly with them and we have already recapped these games and if Maccabi and Basconia are the two teams ranking in 9 in 10 places the team at the top of this three-way tie for 8 is Valencia with 8 wins and 5 losses record at home and a 5-7 and seven record on the road. Valencia ranks first in the offensive rating, having the second worst offensive rating of the competition. Their defense has been a powerful weapon for them and one of the keys for them to be able to aspire beyond the postseason of the, the competition and of this edition of the EuroLeague. Just like Pasconia, they were able to bounce back on the second half of this doubleheader week. And after a blowout defeat against Red Star, they were to blow out Alba in Berlin. Olympiacos is the next team and uh, they rank in 7th place with uh, 14 wins and 11 losses record, having a 9-4 and four home record. For Olympiacos, it comes down to consistency and discipline. They rank 6th in offensive rating, 6th in offensive rating, uh, allowing the least points per game of the whole competition. And they intentionally impose their style into the game, slowing it down and playing at the slowest pace of the whole competition. This highly disciplined team, led by coach Bartokas, leads the Euroleague in assists per possession. 
and uh, they rank in sixth place with the least turnovers per possession as well. This is a very well-oiled basketball machine that could use some additional top talent, but they certainly have what it takes to be competitive against any opponents. And we saw that on the, this round with them being able to conquer two wins that uh, places them in this uh, seventh place in the standings at the moment. Very well. With this, we reach the top six of the early the teams that currently are in a playoff position in a position of qualifying directly to the playoffs and not having to fight in the play-ins for the two last spots that will give access to the playoffs. The teams that are ranked from 4th to 6th are tied with 15 wins and 10 losses, as is Fenerbahce that currently is in 6th place. They are one win ahead of Olympiacos that ranks in 7th and two wins ahead of the three-way tie for 8th place. Fenerbahce is one of the best home teams in the competition with 11 wins and 1 loss. And on the road, they have a record of four wins and nine losses. The curious fact, as we break down the standings of the EuroLeague, is that Basconia is the team that will rank in second place, taking into account only the road games. And they are one of the two teams at a 50% of above in win rate on the road. It's only them and Real Madrid. This is a Basconia team that has been very consistent and has been playing at a very uh, high level. But let's take a look at Fenerbahce. And uh, we still have one of their games to recap. We know that on the first hand of this doubleheader, they won on the road against Asvel 73 to 83. We still need to look at the, their game with uh, Monaco. Fenerbahce is a team that ranks in 10th place in defensive rating and ranks in 2nd, has one of the most powerful offenses of this competition. After the coaching change and after Soran Zjacikovic is taking over the team, they started to play, uh, make some adjustments and play at a higher level than they were playing at the beginning of the season and that helped them to climb all the way to this uh, playoff positions and I think that they have legit aspirations to try to fight from home court advantage once the, the playoffs arrived. They have a home record of 11 wins and 1 loss a road record of four wins and nine losses and they certainly would value to have that uh, home court advantage once it's playoff time but let's look at the way that they performed against Monaco Monaco at home won 76 to 69 behind uh, MVP performance of uh, Mike James it's not a surprise for anyone he has been the leader of this team and playing at a very high level on this game Mike James had 23 points four rebounds six assists and two steals and a PER of 29 and this was a game where Fernabachi came better into the game. They were leading at halftime, 36-44, to 44, and uh, Monarch was able to enter on the second half, and especially on the fourth quarter with a 21-8 to fourth quarter. They stepped up defensively, and they were able to lock down and to secure this important win uh, against a direct rival in this battle for home court advantage. And Monaco is the team that we are speaking about right after. They are in fifth place, they are part of this three-way tie for the, the fourth place, so they have the same record as Fenerbahce, 15 wins and 10 losses. They have a home record of 9 wins and 3 losses, 6 and 7 on the road and Monaco is a team that uh, ranks in fifth in offensive rating but they are also having a very good defensive performance throughout the, this EuroLeague season they have been able to step up on that side of the court and they're ranking seven in defensive rating and uh, they are a very consistent team a team with depth a team with many solutions and led by Mike James they are one of the contenders for winning the, the EuroLeague this season and they certainly will be fighting for that 
Moving to fourth place, we have Paratinaikos. Paratinaikos is a team that, uh, after a somewhat slow start to the season, they have been able to find themselves. They brought in Kendrick Nant, that is really a difference maker for this team, and they are just performing. And I have said it here on the podcast. They have, and I see them as having legit aspirations as a contender. They have a record of 15 wins and 10 losses. They lead this three-way tie. They have a home record of three, 10 wins and 3 losses, and we know how powerful their home court is. In in terms of uh, advanced stats and looking at their numbers for this season, their offensive rating is 11th, but uh, they are a team that can perform uh, way better offensively than that. But uh, th- their defensive consistency has been somewhat surprising for what they are, the, the way that they built their roster, but they have third best defense of the competition. And uh, that has been important for them to, to have consistency. And it's one of the keys for them to currently rank in fourth place. And I can see them having legit expressions to climb as high as second and to be one one of the top contenders for the the championship of the the Euroleague. Third place, we have one of the surprises of the Euroleague. It's Virtus. Coach banking game style really suited this team. They were able to to perform and they have been able to perform at a very high level. They have half a stretch where they weren't being able to to find the wins. We already previewed a very, very important home win against Partizan on the second half of uh, this doubleheader week where they won 88 to 84. But before that, they had a blowout loss against Barcelona 84 to 57. This was a game where Willy Hernan Gomez was the the game MVP and the game with 17 points, six rebounds, one steal, two blocks. But and uh, this was a game where Barcelona dominated from beginning to end, and uh, Virtus had no chance to compete on this uh, matchup against Barcelona. But they had a very important bounce back victory against Partizan, and with that victory, they are able to secure this, this third place where they are with 16 wins and 9 losses. They have a very good home record at 11 wins and 1 loss and a 5-8 road record. And they certainly would love to have home court advantage heading to the playoffs. It won't be easy for them to achieve that. But uh, as the things stand currently, I do believe that they have a shot at being one of top 6 teams and with that securing a place in the playoffs directly without having to play in the plane to get there. And that would be very important and will be a success for this uh, Virtus season that I believe is outperforming the expectations that uh, we had for them. Looking at uh, their advanced numbers, we find out that they are really <laughs> outperforming expectations. They are the 13th ranked offense of the competition in terms of offensive rating and defensively they rank as the 8th best defense of the, the competition but uh, they are performing that and they rank in the third place in the standings and that's because of their game style their brand of basketball they move very well the ball they move very well without the ball they just find ways to find easy shots and to squeeze the most of their roster and of the players that they have heading into the top two we have the Spanish teams they have been the most dominant team so far in this edition of the EuroLeague in second place we have Barcelona 17 and 8 records so far 12 and 1 home they have been playing at a very good level they are the fourth best offense of the competition they have the fifth best defense of the the competition and they are one of the top contenders and they have been i expected heading to the season for them to have an adaptation period after a big change as it was to see Mirotic leaving but Jan Vesely is playing at insanely high level Lapra took a step forward offensively and they just have a deep roster a roster that works very well together and they have been playing as probably the 
second best regular season team in the EuroLeague. I do think that there are some other teams that maybe in terms of playoffs have a shot of them and maybe and we will have our, our rankings episode and you will see where we rank them but um, I can see some other teams having maybe a word to say regarding that number two in terms of playoff uh, expected outcome but they are deservingly to, to be on this uh, second place in the standing so far and in first place we have by far the most dominant team in the EuroLeague it's Real Madrid they have only three losses they have won 22 times they have a plus minus of plus 230 and if you sum the, the second and the third plus minus of the competition it will be Barcelona and Paratinaikos they will be summing to plus 200 so Real Madrid by themselves will still beat them they have a perfect home record at 13 and 3 and all their three losses came on the road but they still have a great road record at nine wins and three losses in terms of advanced stats Real Madrid has been a dominant team and they are legitimately to be the top contenders to win this edition of the EuroLeague. They rank in first offensively, they rank in second offensively and they are just a very, very complete team that uh, will be extremely hard to beat. We said it when we previewed this season, adding Facundo Campazzo to the defending champions, it was adding the perfect piece to the defending champions and they have been showing that they are deserving to be considered the top favorites to win the EuroLeague and playing as such. This takes us to the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Tito Zero League. We will have special episodes for the EuroLeague break. We will have a special end review that I'm looking forward to bringing to you guys. Uh, we will also have our power rankings and also another very special episode where we will bring you our all-star selection. So make sure to tune in for that. We will continue to produce uh, all the content that you guys enjoy about the EuroLeague. Make sure to also please uh, share the podcast with a friend. That's important for us so we can continue to grow and we can continue to bring you this uh, podcast for free as always i'll be talking with you guys soon